Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The room started to warm up. Sister Mary St. Canice Lying instructed one of the boys in her classroom to open the door to the hallway. Try as he might, the boy was not able to, and when other boys tried to help, the door still did not budge. But even with the door closed, smoke started to fill the air and students began to panic. Sister Mary told her students, calm yourselves, sit down, and pray. One of these students was Luciana. She was originally from Italy and moved to the United States four years earlier. When she heard Sister Mary telling her and her classmates to sit down, she thought to herself, I'm not doing that. Luciana walked towards the window, opened it, and stared down the ground. Their classroom was on the second floor, and the ground was about 20 feet down. But from where she was, it looked like she was 100 floors up. Luciana does not remember jumping, but thinks that someone or something pushed her over and she tumbled to the ground, with the roof of a shed softening her fall. Luciana did not suffer too much, but her right arm blistered from third-degree burns from the fire. You are listening to Untimely, a podcast about events in earlier or recent history that resulted in untimely fatalities and damages in its wake. I am your host, Lynn. The historical event that launched this podcast was the untimely fire at the Our Lady of the Angels School in Chicago. If you have not listened to this episode, I encourage you to stop now, go back to download and play the episode, then come back to this one. In today's mini-episode of Untimely, we will revisit the events of that cold December afternoon and the aftermath many years later. Twelve hundred students and teachers were in Our Lady of the Angels School in Chicago on a December afternoon in 1958. Fire broke out in rubbish in the basement and burned 20 minutes before it was reported. A thousand evacuated the building before firefighters arrived, but despite rescue efforts, 95 perished. Thousands of schools were soon inspected, and in many, automatic sprinklers and alarm systems were installed as a result of this fire. Even after six decades, public interest about what happened at the Our Lady of the Angels fire never faded. Books have been written about this tragedy as well as an Emmy Award-winning documentary from PBS called Angels Too Soon. The Fire Museum of Greater Chicago has an exhibit dedicated to the Our Lady of the Angels and anyone is welcome. From November 29th to December 2nd of 2018, 
Various mass services and ceremonies were held over the west side of Chicago. December 1, 2018 marks the 60th anniversary of one of the devastating fires that continue to haunt the city to this day. While the city and country focused on sweeping changes to fire safety and precautions in 1958, survivors, those who lost their loved ones, and rest get on with your lives. But experiencing and surviving a trauma of this scale will leave scars, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Throughout the years, many students who lived through the tragedy suffered in silence. Their parents, too. The 1950s and 60s did not offer any time to talk freely about internal struggles, and there was very little help available to heal from the distress caused by the fire. It broke the spirit of the neighborhood. One account of a survivor said that when someone passes him on the street, elders would make the sign of the cross, knowing that he was alive while many were not. Obviously, this added to the guilt of living through the tragedy. This led to broken families, bouts of depression, and unresolved guilt. A few families decided to move away from the area. The memory was too overwhelming. A few who survived admitted many years later how it negatively impacted their lives. One checked in a mental institution for what is now known as post-traumatic stress disorder, but at that time, it was a sign of weakness and lack of spiritual guidance. Another kept having recurring nightmares seeing the faces of burned classmates every night. And most had a silent aversion to Christmas, since it happened so close to the holiday season. Finally, in 2003, the Archdiocese of Chicago made a conscious effort to offer counseling to the survivors. Although the cause of the fire was traced to the basement, how the fire started is still unclear. Speculations ran aplenty, including placing blame on boys who were smoking in the stairwell to arson. If you remember, there was a boy who was questioned in 1962 and was said to have confessed to the authorities. He also mentioned to a classmate that he was going to set fire to the school that day so they do not have to go back at all. From the interview, it was found that this boy had a troubled background. The parents were fully aware of the boy's problems, and he was going through counseling through a psychiatrist from the Catholic Church. The family court judge was hesitant to convict the boy given there wasn't enough evidence. Instead, the judge sent the boy to an institution in Michigan. It was believed that the judge, being Catholic himself, felt the need to protect the boy and his family from potential harm. The boy eventually graduated from the institution and joined the military where he was deployed to Vietnam. After the war, he became a truck driver, had a family, and settled somewhere on the West Coast. It was said that he passed away in 2004. At that time, since the families were mostly from the Catholic religion, many were hesitant to speak up and question the church. But a year after the fire, a handful brought lawsuits against the church, breaking the rules of silence. The Archdiocese of Chicago became the defendant against multiple lawsuits from survivors and their families. The church paid out $7,500 to each victim's family, while the injured received settlements that ranged from $250 to $350,000. All in all, the total was about $3 million. Despite the odds stacked against them, many who lived are amazingly resilient. Survivors never let the memory of their classmates fade away and put their strength to good use.
a group of survivors banded together and called themselves the Friends of Our Lady of the Angels. Charlene Jancic was a survivor of the tragedy and became one of the presidents of Friends of Our Lady of the Angels. If you remember James Raymond, one of the janitors at the school, he was later questioned and partially blamed that it was poor housekeeping that caused the fire. Sensing the injustice, Charlene, with the group's backing, responded by starting a scholarship named after James Raymond to benefit children of firefighters. Fundraising for the award included a commemorative license plate that can be purchased with proceeds directly to the fund. Unfortunately, nowadays, the scholarship is no longer active because of the lack of donations. Technology brought survivors closer. When a website dedicated to the Our Lady of the Angels fire was created, many of the survivors and families found their way to the message boards. The message board is still active to this day. Many of those who were not able to talk about their experiences found themselves reconnecting with their schoolmates and sharing their own or their loved ones' experiences. They share photos, exchange memories, and support. Younger brothers and sisters of the victims found themselves learning about their siblings through the site. The new home for the church is now called the Mission of Our Lady of the Angels. The neighborhood, West Humboldt Park, is now one of the most impoverished areas in Chicago. The mission aims to serve the community through donated goods, a food pantry, emergency assistance, senior citizen support, and humanitarian aid. If you are feeling generous, you can donate to this nonprofit in many ways. You can donate money through their website, www.missionola.com donate, where you can send a check, donate online, or through PayPal. If you're a local in Chicago, you can drop off non-perishable goods and clothes at 3808 West Iowa Street, Chicago, Illinois. If you are far away, the mission has an Amazon wish list. Go to their website at www.missionola.com and under Donate Wishlist, it will show you the needs of the mission. Or you can add the mission through smile.amazon.com at any time when you are browsing through Prime. On December 1, 2018, at 2.30 in the afternoon, a memorial mass was held at the Holy Family Church on West Roosevelt. Many survivors, their families, and the community gathered to remember those who died on that day 60 years ago. Attendees included Luciana Mordini. Many brought framed photos of the loved ones they lost while some wore photo pins. So many tears were shed during the service and even more when all 95 names were read. It took 20 minutes to read every single one. The memorial also honored those who have since passed away, including survivors, firefighters, rescue workers, and medical staff. Among the honored survivors was Charlene Jancic, who passed away in 2003. Jonathan Kane, keyboardist of the rock band Journey and a survivor of the fire, was also in attendance and debuted his song, The Day They Became Angels in Memoriam. On the same day, historian Jim Gibbons presented a program about the fire at the Chicago Fire Academy. The program was free to the public. Through his own research and face-to-face interviews, Jim went through the timeline of events and focused on the death of one particular student to present historical and interesting facts. Further west on the other side of the city, others gathered at the Queen of Heaven Cemetery, where some of the victims have been laid to rest near the Shrine of the Holy Innocents. 
All 95 names are engraved on the white stone along with the statue of Mary and the words, Our Lady of the Angels, pray for us. The alumni of the Royal Heirs, a Chicago Drum and Bugle Corps, performed at the ceremony. Three of the victims were members of the Corps in 1958. Francis Guzaldo was one of them, and also one of the three students who first saw the fire that afternoon. Even after 60 years, the pain still lingers for many. But as the circle of survivors and families begin to dwindle, it is up to us to remember and make sure the memories never fade away. The brick and mortar may be gone, but the spirit of community in remembrance will remain. Thank you for listening to this mini-episode of Untimely. I am curious what you think of this mini-episode. Next week, we'll take on a new full episode and topic, so make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, tell your friends and family about us. You can also connect with us on Twitter at Untimely Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.